And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. We're live. Hello. Hey, we're here. This is Godwin Kelly, and that's Ken Willis over there fidgeting with his earphones. Fidget is yeah. over. I'm going to put my earphones on because I want to hear what's going on. Oh, I can hear crystal clear now. Beautiful. Yeah, I can hear everything. Let me. I'm going to play with my modulator. Now, do we take a little break before we get into what do you know? <laughs> we still do that? Have we been gotten away from that? We need to get back into that? What do we get? We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Bristol, a little bit of Richmond, right? Got some clips. We're going to talk Mustang Sally. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, oh, we got something really fun coming up at Talladega in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about that, how you can drive the high banks, and then we might go in our Wayback Machine and relive a time when a civilian drove the high banks at Talladega. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fun, fun, fun. And the ever-popular birthday game. Okay. So I can't that, wait. Can you wait? No, that's You're a gonna great preview. You're going to have to preview. wait, though. You're going to have that, to wait. That's a great preview Gotta wait. summary. So we'll be right why back. Why don't we get going? We'll be right back. And we're back. What do you know? First leg of the Motor Mouse podcast. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. Tell me what you know. Uh, Kyle Busch. All right. A bit so, of a roll. So he's uh, been, you know, he had the streak of second, yeah. second, third, second. Well, finally he's winning again. Yep. So uh, he's won the last two weeks, Texas and Bristol. I don't like his big deep bow that he takes after wins, do you? <laughs> bow? Quiet. Be, be quiet, you. Bow? I, I get irritated. Yeah, the big deep wasted bowel you know b-o-w well that's his, not b-o-w-e-l yeah that's his uh signature i know move, i just said i don't like it yeah. gotta find another one well i don't uh, think he can do a backflip because he's got that bad leg now no. what if he just flips off the crowd after he gets out that would be oh just that i'll take it ratings would go through the roof <laughs> yeah. they could fuzz out his finger on the highlights yeah so anyway he may uh, never lose again He's the guy that uh, everybody's going to be watching because he had previous to Texas. Yeah, he had he was like well, who's the guy that called his shot in baseball? I can't remember that guy. Uh, oh, oh, just some uh, obscure player named Babe Ruth. Okay, <laughs> so uh, easy to forget. Going into Texas, he said that in the next three races, they, yeah. you know, they would probably win. Now he. Um, so that was Texas, yeah. Bristol, and now we got Richmond coming up. If they had paramutual odds boards at automobile races, like they do out here at the I dog think, track, you know, I think they need to do that. It, that wouldn't would hurt. <laughs> wouldn't uh, that like be they fun? got out here at the dog track and they put the Quinella odds up, he'd be about a two to five, I think, at this point. Yeah, you know, because he's right there. He's right there. He's up for the place. Yeah, but um, let me ask you a question. Go did ahead. you watch? Probably uh, not. The entire Bristol race, or it was did you watch eight hours? What, <laughs> something like that? Did you watch part one or part two? I watched uh, <laughs> a little bit of part one, and I watched all of the last fifty laps, At which fi- took what, like ten minutes? <laughs> Fifteen seconds a lap. Yeah, so. so I watched the last fifty laps. Okay, as I was getting ready. Did, did yeah? Didn't you feel just a little bad for the people that were there? <laughs> 
Both of them, yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, one thing about it, they had a lot of elbow room, and that'll happen on a Monday race. Yeah, where because a lot of the people done headed home. Yeah, and plus it'll also help happen when it's you know 35 degrees outside. Well, um, I got a clip of uh, uh, Adam Stevens. Who's he? Kyle Busch's crew chief. Oh. And he talks about just how grueling it was to win that race with all those elements in there. So that's uh, we're going to hear from him right now? Adam. I want to say Stevens. Cat Stevens. but <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> it's Adam Stevens. I don't know him from Adam, but we'll... Kyle Busch's crew chief on winning Bristol and how tough it was. Right, Take her away. Go. Here at Bristol Motor Speedway. We are joined by the crew chief from the winning team, which was the number 18 Skittles Toyota. This is Adam Stevens. Uh, Adam, back-to-back wins here from Texas and now Bristol. Uh, why don't you just take us through uh, the race briefly from your view on top of the pit box? I don't know where to start. feels like we've been here for two weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, it just goes back to uh, survival. You know, Bristol is such a tough place. It's hard on equipment. It's hard on tires. It's hard on uh, the drivers mentally, uh, and it's hard on the crew chiefs trying to string it all together. But, uh, you know, we had a lot of challenges um, with, the, with the weather, the cold temps. You know, the speeds were up, green track, and multiple rain delays. Uh, so there's a lot of adversity. You saw a lot of fast cars um, have issues throughout uh, the race. Um, so, you know, be able to survive all that and kind of pace ourselves and, and uh, be there at the end of this thing. You know, another thing at Bristol was uh, those Hendrick cars. I think you wrote about that a little bit in the NASCAR This Week page. NASCAR This Week comes out every third Tuesday. And yeah. Third and fifth. Uh, Jimmy was third and Alex Bowman was fifth. The 88 car. Yeah. But and everybody's going well. That's a good sign. I said, yeah, but they also had two guys that finished 18th and 28th or something who, like that. Yeah, who was that 28th uh, finisher? Billy Clyde Elliott. Did he finish 28th? Yeah, he got a top 30. <laughs> got himself a top 30. He nipped uh, Matt De Benedetto there on the last lap. Those <laughs> him out for 27th or 28th. Yeah, and uh, Billy, Billy the kid, Billy Bayou, William Byron. That's it. He got a top 20. He was top 20 at Bristol. By God. But anyway, um, Jimmy Johnson, yeah, you don't know. I mean, you don't – Bristol is kind of hard to factor anything that happens at Bristol into what's going to happen thereafter because that's kind of a unique animal too. But uh, are we hearing from Jimmy? Yeah. About his newfound momentum? Yeah. Momentum. Um, and the stat here is that over a 14-race period, he did not get a – and this goes back to last season. Yeah, yeah. He did not score a top five finish, which Oof. is very un Jimmy yeah. Johnson like. Yeah. He could roll out of bed, hop in a New York City taxi cab, and usually finish fourth. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so his beard could get a top ten, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, so anyway, what we're saying is he's been bad, and now he got a third, and we're going to hear from him. Yeah, we're going to hear about momentum, and he's been through this before, and he talks about it. All right, take it away, Jimmy. In most situations, the momentum does carry you up or down, you know, and things seem to be going wrong. They continue for a while, and at some point it will turn around. You just don't know when. And I think in most cases you're right. And I have experienced it in my career where we've had different dry spells, and we'll get the car going well and I'll make a mistake, or the car going well and we have a bad pit stop, or just unlucky, and it takes a little while. I can't explain why or how, but it takes a little while to get that momentum rolling in the right direction. And I think today was the last two days. It's a big step in that direction for us. All right. Now, Richmond is next. Richmond is Richmond. next. Who's, I'm going to ask you a question. Richmond. Who finishes second at Richmond? 
Who finishes second at Richmond? I mean, we assume we know who's going to win. So who finishes second to Kyle at Richmond? Uh, I think uh, it's going to be uh, Jimmy Johnson. Really? Yeah. Finishing behind Chase Elliott. Oh, you you did it again. Yes, that's right. Godwin's picks on the NASCAR This Week page. You, you picked the winner and top five for the coming week's race. And, and I think it is also known as the, uh, the Chase Elliott segment of NASCAR This Week because <laughs> you're going to keep picking him until he wins, aren't you? And then you're going to go, hey, who picked Chase? Huh? Well, okay, so – at Bristol, he had just the worst luck. I mean, he, he wrecked on lap three or four. Yeah. I mean, and then limped I think he wrecked on lap three and four. Yeah. Actually. So he limped it home. I mean, give him credit for that, for yeah. sticking around. Driving. Hung around a, another day to do that. Yeah. That must have been a fun night. So, I mean, he picked up, what, four or five points? Yeah. I mean, who knows what that'll mean at the end, you know, when we get to the... If I wrecked, I'm 15 laps down, and i got to stick around in the cold and go back out there the next that, day. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... That'd be... Two thirds. So I'm thinking Smirnoff. By the time they crank the engines again, I'm thinking what my thought is yeah. is that he's like gone to the low point. He's at the very low point. You got to bottom out before you can climb back up. And get, well, I'm thinking he's going to bounce right out of the hole. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Do you? That is a tall bottle of Perrier you got there. And I just got to ask: Do you buy one and then keep refilling it to make make people think you drink? Period. No, these were actually on sale at a local grocery store. Yeah, and they're normally a dollar seventy nine, and they were uh, ten for uh, ten dollars. That's almost a dollar a piece. Yeah, wee oui, wee, oui. wee oui. wee. Oui, oui. It probably tastes like wee oui, wee. Oui. No, no, it tastes, tastes good. It's so good. It's habit forming. It's okay. addictive. Don't do it. Uh, Don't buy it. Not gonna do it. It's French. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to normal price now, and yep. it's killing me. I, I like a little bit of a fluoride in my water, so I'm drinking. Right from the tap. Well, that's why your teeth... Literally from the tap. I could crawl up on the sink. That's why your teeth look so good. Beautiful. I smell yeah. like an Osmond, brother. The lost Osmond. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with uh, the middle leg of uh, the NASCAR Motor Mouse podcast right after this. And you'll get that big-time auto racing. It's everybody's favorite segment here on the uh, motor, Daytona Motor Mouse, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. What you will get sometimes in big-time auto racing, Mr. Kelly, is a manufacturer saying, we have to pump a little bit of life in here, and we're, we are changing ge- <clears throat> changing gears, so to speak, on our marketing platform, our branding platform, and we are now going to dedicate a major marketing push to the Mustang. Yeah. yeah, so Ford, uh, there's a lot of reasons for doing these things, but the one, it's always about selling cars. And they are uh, starting next year. Over the years, they've had the Thunderbird has been their NASCAR entry, uh, the Fusion, the Taurus, and then going all the way back, uh, they the Lincoln, right? They had Lincolns right. in there, Mercury. Right. And now, starting next year, they're uh, at least on paper, and according to the decals that are made to look like headlights and taillights and some fins uh, made to look like shadows, uh, they're going to have the the mark they're going to have out there is going to be the Mustang, which is an American icon, I guess, in the automotive world. And what do you make of all this, and who's going to talk to us about it? Well, first of all, uh, do you know uh, what uh, April 15th symbolizes? Wait a minute. That's What's today? Today's the 17th? 18th, I think, yeah. 
Today's the 18th? Yeah. Okay, so a- April 15th. Well, that's, that's uh, not April Fool's Day, but it's uh, tax day. All right, so in 1964, mm-hmm. somewhere in Michigan, yeah. <laughs> the first Mustang rolled off the assembly line. On April 15th? Yeah, in 1964. Yep. So uh, that's... That's 54 years ago. Yeah, so that's a birthday. That's it's math a, right there. That's that's darn good. Darn well, what? Good. Darn good? Darn good. <laughs> darn right? good, man. Uh, so anyway... Tell us about the Mustang and NASCAR. So anyway, get off, get off your Wikipedia page and tell us about. Anyway, uh, before uh, the you know Ford, the nameplate Ford got back into racing in the early eighties, mm-hmm. um, and they used the Thunderbird. Awesome, Bill. And before that, there was very few Ford products that raced. Right. The Wood Brothers, obviously, they stayed in the game, but they raced a Mercury. Right. Yeah. So, you okay with uh, you up to speed here? I am. All right. Can't so wait to see where we're going. So, they, they uh, did away with the production of the Thunderbird. I had one, by the way. It was one of the best driving cars I've ever had. Yeah, but I digress. Uh, so they went away from Thunderbird, went to a Taurus. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. It was the fastest little rental car in NASCAR. Yeah. And then they went to the Fusion. That's, yeah. And now they're yeah. going and now they're going to the Mustang, which um, you want to think they're answering Chevy. Cause Camaro. Because Chevy's going to the Camaro, yeah. and they're turning this into what they call a pony series. Right. But... Um, the, as as indicated in the teleconference I was on, Ford was already planning to bring Mustang uh, to the series in 2019. Right. Before Chevrolet made their announcement that they were bringing the Camaro. So. Okay. Easy to say now. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, the only manufacturer that won't have a pony car, because I, I, you, you, you can't think of a Camry as a pony yeah. car. Toyota, what could they do? What could they? Yeah, do? I don't Lexus? know. I don't know if they have a. They pony could go. They go the other way and go yeah. with the with the go to classy route and bring in a Lexus. <laughs> yeah, it better have some aerodynamic ability. Well, I'll be it's not gonna be that. like it. Ain't gonna be like the Lexus you see, you know, down at the club. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, what they did was uh, they announced this on Tuesday. And they had a uh, press release, and then they had a teleconference. Mm. And uh, they had racing honcho Mark Rushmore, Rushbrook. Rushbrook. (laughs) Mount Rushbrook. And what I want to say, I kept kept thinking. I think I know why he's not returning your calls. (laughs) I kept thinking Mount Rushmore, and it's Mark Rushbrook. So anyway, he announced, uh, you know, he had all the details about uh, going to Mustang in 2019, and now you have to bear with me on this. Why? Right? Well, I had to use my crude little uh, recording device yes. in order to get these audio. Okay. So it's not Prima audio. Also, throw in the fact he's in Europe. Mark Rushbrook. Yes. Is in Europe on a cell phone. <laughs> oh, sounds going to be great. So, yeah. So this, uh, this is going to sound like uh, something Edison recorded. <laughs> like one of old World War II clips that you hear about transatlantic, transatlantic uh, 
send in the ships. So anyway, I just wanted to warn everybody: the quality of the audio is not. Well, that's one hell of a setup. I can't wait to hear this. Well, I, 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 I hit him with a gotcha question, unbeknownst to me at the time. Yeah. So I, I wanted to throw that in there. That you yeah. know, we do, we get on these people, these honchos, the big men in racing. All right. Here's Godwin Kelly and Mount Rushmore. Going next to Godwin Kelly with the Daytona Beach News Journal. Please go ahead and find something. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to find out if there's going to be any kind of radical uh, design change to the 2019 Mustang compared to today's Mustang. Uh, I cannot comment. <laughs> Sorry about that on the on the future product. Um, what I can say though is what you always see in the Mustang lineup is there are so many different variants uh, with styling differences, even in the same production year between a V6 Mustang, a GT Mustang, or the, the Shelby GT350 variants. Um, so it's a, a very dynamic product that we have in the company, uh, really driven by the passion for the customers to have their own individual Mustang. Uh, so that gives us, even when to, to Mustang, an opportunity to select from that lineup on, on what is the, the right thing uh, for racing on the track in terms of performance and relevance to our customers. And then, is there a particular reason for the timing for 2019? Because um, it seems like the Fusion has been around for a long time, and um, you know the other uh, other companies seem to be doing their fashion ups a little earlier than you guys. Um. We've had this fusion racing on the, on the racetrack in cups three years now for this version. Uh, we, we started racing it in 2016, so this is our third year. Um, and that was based on a 2017 fusion streetcar. I think uh, Toyota has been on a, a, a little a higher frequency in terms of their freshening of their cup cars. Um, Chevy was a little bit older, older than ours as we were racing last year, and they had the opportunity to freshen up with a Camaro. So I think this is good timing for us, um, especially as we look at how the Fusion is, is still performing with four race wins uh, so far this year, early in the season. Um, that we felt we didn't want to bring out a new car into the Cup Series until we knew we could do it right and make a, a good step forward. And we think we've got the, the tools and the team in place now that, that we can deliver that for 2019. Hello, America, and all the ships at sea. Just to be clear, just to show you how far we'll go the extra mile, he was apparently, I think he was on a, a mountain ridge at Mochu Picchu, <laughs> and you were apparently, I think, appeared to be being held hostage at a, in a bank vault somewhere outside Topeka, I think, right? So, That's about right. <laughs> I, but, what's great is he pretended he uh, knew what you were saying and answered the questions. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's just, you know, yeah. keeping it real, man. For that's those of you who know real. nothing about Mustang's reentry into NASCAR before today. <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we? Uh, you'll get that big time auto racing. New manufacturer, new make, new badge. But believe me, this isn't going to be your, you know, your Uncle Joe's Mustang out there on the track. We always need to point that out to people. Yeah. But they'll decal it up and make it look like a Mustang. 
Have we got anything else and you'll get that, or can we move along to uh, green-white checkers? Well, there's just one. There's just one ominous thing. Yeah. And that's the weather forecast. Again? Yeah. Um, What's the update? Well, according to the five-day forecast, uh, they're supposed to get rain in Richmond on Sunday. Okay, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> the race is saturday the race is saturday night yeah so uh we got to keep an eye on that because you know how those uh the, the cold... long range forecast can be they can miss it by a day sometimes yeah they can miss it by a day uh, pretty front easily can be a little faster or slower than they think it can be a little faster or slower okay well i'm i'm fine i think we'll be good fingers crossed nothing bad could happen again never happens two weeks in a row does it uh well Kyle Bush Kyle Bush could win three weeks in a row so right. hopefully on Saturday night and also Texas had bad weather because they had to cancel qualifying because of lightning good lord so maybe Kyle Bush is pulling for bad weather it's almost like we're doomed <laughs> so. let's right. get let's get out of here let's get out of here we'll be right back. back green white checkers ken wellis goblin kelly all right we're gonna play the uh before we play the ever popular birthday game you had a little item in uh nascar this week uh, tell us about it it's uh something they're gonna do in two weeks they race at talladega or as rusty wallace says talladega and it's not just him there's a lot of those missouri hillbillies will say talladega yeah yeah so anywho um tell us about the little uh before i mention what could go wrong <laughs> tell us a little bit about the little uh fan package or the little uh the little uh marketing scheme they've come up with for the uh, talladega uh, race week okay so on april 24th or april 26th those are be those are called drive days drive days yeah and for 50 dollars you said dry days i was a little worried about oh, drive days yeah. so for a measly 50 dollars and that's a pittance, right? I reckon. All right. You can take your car. Okay. And you can take three laps over Taldegas Super Speedways. 2.66 miles. 2.66 mile high bank trioval. Okay. Let her rip. Just let her rip. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know what they say? That speedometer says 120. The uh, not so fast. They're supposed to. Oh. They're supposed to follow a Talladega pace truck. Oh, that's no fun. And they'll go in, you know, smaller groups. It'll be. Yeah. Uh, they haven't announced what size groups are going to be. Depends on the number of people, I guess, that participate. But, whew. Anyway, um, so you know what could what could go wrong? Well, I was reading the disclaimer. Uh, it says. Uh, from noon to four on tuesday and from 9 a.m to noon on thursday uh look for general signage blah 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 other guidelines <laughs> for the two days talladega emergency services will determine the number of vehicles that will be allowed on the track at one time emergency services will determine the number of vehicles that will be on the track at one time boy they they're so intent on that that they listed it here twice isn't that something I didn't reread that sentence. They've got it listed twice here. Uh, participants that do not abide by super speedway rules and regulations will be removed from the track surface and property. It had that should have had that back in Ernie Irvin's wildest days. <laughs> uh, 
participants' vehicles observed by the Talladega Emergency Services, services, not surfaces, for or staff. Dropping back or lagging behind and exceeding the paced highway speed will be removed from the racetrack surface and property. So don't think you can just, oh, well, I dropped a cigarette. I'm down on the floorboard here for a few minutes. Oh, look, I've got a half mile to catch up. I better bury the throttle. No. Uh, No passing allowed. Wow. Ain't that something? Uh, No vehicles allowed in or on top of the groove lane of the racetrack. Oh, you got to stay down on the apron. Now, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to go to Talladega or Daytona, take my car out there, but I can't go up on the bank. You're quickly talking me out of spending. Uh, If you're unsafe, unfit, will not be allowed onto the track surface. Doesn't say drunk. Doesn't say anything about being drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Unfit or unsafe. Participants must remain in vehicle at all times once they enter the racetrack service. No kidding. <laughs> hey, y'all, watch this. <laughs> oh, you got to be 19 or older. What about 18 or older? Yeah. 19. Why is that now the magic year? I bet the, the uh, amortization people got involved in this. Uh, once on the track, you got to remain in the vehicle at all times. Must be equipped with enough seat belts for all passengers. No motorcycles, RVs, or tractor trailers. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Bring the RV out. Uh, Cash or credit card will be accepted upon arrival. Blah, blah, blah. Ain't that something? It didn't say you couldn't bump draft. It did not say anything about bump drafting. Um, It kind of, we think back to uh, 1986. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, folks, if you've got access to YouTube, type in Talladega 1986. Pace car. Pace car. Maybe throw in the word hijack. Or stolen. <laughs> uh, Darren Crowder. Ever heard of him? Yeah, I remember Darren. And what crawfish Crowder? <laughs> was that Crider? Yeah. He was a Bur- he was a local Birmingham boy. He uh, somehow during <laughs> he was during a red flag or before a restart or before the race. Before was it before the race? the race? Yeah, I was there. Uh, he looked across the way and he said, "Boy, that looks like Pontiac Trans Am pace car sitting yeah. over there." And apparently, it was. And our old friend Larry Beluski was on hand that day and so was uh jim old jim jim hunter jim jim hunter and uh anywho uh the car had been left unattended near the front grandstand yeah because <laughs> the guys the pr guys and the marketing guys who would take off in that pace car uh you know they had other duties so they're attending they're probably trying to get the guy who starts the engines or trying to get him all lined up so i'll just leave the pace car here what yeah. could go wrong yeah exactly <laughs> crowder was age 20 at the time he pulled he jumped in the car pulled onto the oval and started turning laps since the race was minutes from its scheduled starting time nascar only noticed something amiss when crowder <laughs> passed an official who correctly identified him as not the pace car driver <laughs> Uh, the call from Team Radio to the Tower NASCAR down to the uh, NASCAR officials down below was, who's that blanker in the pace car? <laughs> he proceeded to leave. He lead proceeded to lead police cars and motorcycles on a high-speed chase around the hopeful according to the new york times race report he managed quote more than 100 miles an hour on the 3,000 foot backstretch and barney hall said i really believe that's the fastest <laughs> he was only stopped after safety and maintenance trucks formed a blockade across the track at turn four but he wasn't done this is my favorite part you see this on the youtube oh so it's great yeah when approached by track workers, Crowder allegedly began impersonating a high schooler picking up his younger brother for afternoon carpool. 
Then they started playing a game of lock the doors, unlock the doors. They apparently had another set of keys. They would unlock the doors with the key, and he would lock them back. Lock, unlock, lock, unlock. Finally, they managed to grab the door handle before he could lock it back one time. 125,000 people in the grandstands that day having a good old time. Now, I, I, I do ask you to take a short break here after we're done in a few minutes and uh, go to YouTube and look that up because it was one of the more joyous uh, occasions in the history yeah, of NASCAR. Yeah. 86. And it was a Talladega Pace Car. Yeah, type in 1986 Talladega Pace Car and enjoy. And you're welcome, by the way, because you yeah. will enjoy that one. Okay. Are right, you ready for the birthday game? Uh, can we do one? Can else? we do one more thing? Yeah, I, th- I love this story. Okay, this story is great. So at Bristol, we're going back to Bristol. Okay, one more time. We're okay. going to visit Bristol I'm, one more time. I'm there. I'm putting myself okay. there. So, um, you know, the race is going. It's starting, stopping, red flag. Mm-hmm. You know, blah blah blah. So uh, during all that commotion, Bubba Wallace, who's quickly becoming one of my favorite drivers. Yes. Um, he went to his motorhome to use the restroom. <laughs> well, no. There's only one problem. Yes. They, it, it, he's in the restroom, and he gets done, and they call the drivers back to the pit road to their vehicles. Okay. And so he's like, okay, no problem. Door won't open. The restroom door in his motorhome will not open. I'm getting claustrophobic just thinking about that. <laughs> So he starts beating on the door. I swear my heart rate is doubled right now just thinking about being locked in a little room like that. So he's beating on the door, and uh, finally he gets the attention of the guy that drives his motorhome. Yeah. And the guy in the motorhome that drives the motorhome understands the dynamics of the motorhome, all that, says, Mm -hmm. hey, there's an escape route in the roof. There's a hatch. You can climb up through the hatch and get out. So that's what he did. He had to open that escape hatch in the roof it's of like the motorhome. It's like a great train robbery. Is what that reminds me of those old <laughs> silent movies where they escape to the top of the train. Yeah. So uh, Wallace said, quote, I tried for three minutes to get it open and eventually went out the escape hatch. <laughs> I would, I get, I'm picturing myself stuck in the escape hatch <laughs> riding down the highway half my upper torso sticking out of the escape hatch read carefully reading the height signs hey, on every overpass just don't don't do that during uh talladega's drive days okay. you can't take it out there yeah. they won't let you yeah okay all right go play the birthday game yeah it's very popular but you've probably heard a lot about the birthday game yeah okay all right uh we look at the coming week in nascar and uh look at who's having birthdays and mr kelly doesn't exemplary job of guessing their age all right here we go uh today we're taping on wednesday the podcast is available thursday and that will be the birthday for jack roush jack don't stare at me blankly give me a number 75 i told you he was good 76 wow one more al unser jr little al little al Little Al Thursday uh, birthday. Al. Okay, so I was in my thirties. He was in his twenties. So he's got to be fifty-six. Bingo! <laughs> it's scary. It's really scary. All right, Saturday. This one, I, I'm confident you're going to miss by your a, a little more than your uh, customary miss if you miss at all. Greg Zippadelli. Oh, Zippadelli, Zippadelli, night and day is Zippadelli. I. So I have to assume that he's like Tony Stewart's age, so I'll just just throw out 50. 51. Ah. I can't. 
It's in the ring. When I find out years from now that you were cheating all this time. I am not. Next Tuesday is, uh, I believe next Tuesday is April 23rd, 24th. It's the birthday of Hermes Adler. The junior senator from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Oh, Hermie. 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 And that's Elliot. H- H-U-M-M. That's Why? Elliot's Hermie. older brother, right? I don't know. I'm not, You're the birthday guesser, not me. Okay, so I know uh, Elliot Sadler's. I like, hate it for Hermie. He's the same age as Junior. Junior's 42 or 43, so Hermie's probably 46. You're a little bit off on that one. 49. Okay. Yeah, but not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, I thought Hermie and Elliot were closer I would have thought Hermie was in his 50s by now, but no. that's because he started young, I guess. All right. This so, one you're going to nail. Next Wednesday, uh week from today, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman? Alex Bowman. 25. Bingo. All right. Now, I got a, some housekeeping. Go ahead. Uh, I, I didn't do it this week because I forgot. <laughs> So You're I, supposed to say technical difficulties. Yeah, so uh, I I apologize, but um, we do have a new segment. We're going to start here very shortly. As soon as you remember, right? As soon as I can remember to do it. Ain't it funny? You know birthdays, but you don't know to do something from one So if you have a burning question about NASCAR, go on Twitter, use the hashtag, hashtag AskWillie. He will answer any question that you present him, and we'll, we'll read the question and willis will answer it on the air on our podcast first question will be how old's hermie sadler <laughs> <laughs> i don't so, know right now i just so anyway hashtag ask willie uh it should be a lot of fun and once we get it going because it's going to be a lot like your column every week which is hey willie oh yeah yeah a lot right. of research goes so on. uh you can follow uh ken willis at hey willie nj you can follow me at Godwin Kelly on Twitter. So uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Till next time. Yep. See. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.